The Barber Session is officially here. Hosted by Chris Basio, Christian Perez. This podcast is for barbers by barbers. And we're going to be focusing on different topics in the industry, product reviews, interviewing some of the biggest names in the industry. And we're going to be letting you know what it takes to be successful behind the chair. The day-to-day grind of being an entrepreneur is real, even in the barber industry. And we're in one of the greatest industries of all time, ever, one of the oldest ones. And, man, I just love it. I'm excited about what's to come. What do you think, Chris? I'm excited. I'm excited. Is there another barber podcast out there? Not that I, I know of, man. I haven't heard of one. Let's bring respect back to barbering. I like that idea, man. Let's bring it back. And I think, I think us wanting that so badly, it's like... It's forced us out of our comfort zone. Like, there's no... I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of my dad telling my family in Colombia that I'm a damn engineer. You know he does that? No, you're lying. I'm dead ass. You're lying. I'm dead ass. You make money like an engineer. Of course, but that's the people don't know what they don't know. But in Colombia, barbers don't make that type of bread. They do, but there's some that don't. And that's the perception that most people have on all barbers. Well, it's the same thing in the Dominican Republic where I'm from. Barbering is kind of like a hobby. Can't yeah. support a family on barbering. And it's like that perception is real here in the United States. But I love this, man. I love this barber industry. And I'm never doing anything else. Like, this is my passion. So we're here at the barber session. You ready? I'm ready. We're going to go over a couple topics. I'm going to go over a couple subjects here, ask, ask some questions. But before we start, Chris. What's up, bro? <clears throat> you brought something to my attention, and I just wanted to read it out loud here to everybody and, and get your thoughts on it. Somebody Snapchatted you today. Something mm-hmm. really powerful. I know where you're going with this. Something that, that, that just, it really touched you. Yeah. You got Snapchatted by Devin James Boy. Devin says, hey, Chris, my name is Devin. I'm 20 years old, and I live in the Bay Area. I really want to pursue my goals of becoming a barber. I always get looked down upon, and people say I should set higher goals. Set higher goals, Chris, than being a barber. But I know that this is what I really want to do. I wanted to thank you because you really made me realize it doesn't matter what other people say or think. I'm going for it because it's what I feel passionate about. What do you think about that, Chris? First, I want to give him, you know, big ups, man, for, for following what his passion is. Because I, I, know, I know for a fact it doesn't matter what industry you're in. As long as you put in the work, as long as you have the work ethic, my, my favorite two words, you're going to get it in any industry. Now, I, what's a respected profession? Doctors? Lawyers? I don't know about you, but I know barbers who make doctor lawyer money. Well, the key thing is, like you said, you got to dedicate yourself. You think those doctors and lawyers didn't dedicate themselves? Of course. And, but I also know doctors and lawyers who, who make teacher money. Yeah. And just because your paycheck say, says something doesn't mean that's what you put in your pocket. Right? But that's, you know, that's off topic. Here's what I want to say about, about that. Do what's passionate, man. Like, I'm in the, I've been in the same in the same um, the same predicament. My family has looked down upon the profession, but I can tell you this right now: if you if you go through with this, you won't regret it. Because I've never regretted it for a second. My life today is so much better because I followed my passion. 
and you know with the push of loved ones like you and 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 my wife i thank god i didn't stop doing this because today i'm in such a better place man i had no idea what barbering where barbering could take me not just finan- financially but just just every, in every aspect man as a person but i think it starts with with you investing in yourself and if you invest in yourself you're going to be successful in any industry especially one is one is old but young as this industry and you know i made that video the other day the vidal sasson thing and it's like you can go to any person right now you can go into a, a supermarket and ask a random person do you know who paul mitchell is you can go to an events auto parts yeah do you know who paul mitchell is everybody everybody knows who doesn't know vidal sasson I could go ask somebody who's Curtis Smith, who's Pacino's. Barbers will know. Barbers will know, but a random person is well, not, not going to know. know. And Bro, that's not I, a knock. It's not a knock. It's 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 not, but it's just it's it's to show you guys how truly how much opportunity there is in this industry. But it's up to us. How much untapped potential? Of course, but it's up to us to get together and and make that happen, man. We have to. We have to represent this industry the right way to gain that respect. Bars. The money's there. The money's there. Is the respect there? No. And can you imagine what happens when respect is there? What that's going to do for the money? Even though it's already here. Yeah. Can you imagine? To quote somebody that we've seen speak live a couple times, DL, Master Barber. Being a Master Barber isn't just killing a fade or, or, or behind the chair. It's more than that. Of course not. It's more than that. It's the way you carry yourself. The, the, it's a business. You're running a business behind the chair. It's how you treat your customers, how you conduct yourself, your professionalism. Yes, it does matter if you're running 20 minutes behind an appointment and you do it on a consistent basis. People think, oh, it's not a big deal. No, that is a big deal. And just to touch, just to touch on, that, on, that, on that letter one more time, I have respect for people who chase their passion. Those are true entrepreneurs. The dreamers are the true entrepreneurs. And the reason why they're the true entrepreneurs is because they design their life. They don't let society design their life for them. What's right, what's wrong. When you decide to design your life, there is no more work-life balance. There's no more work-life balance. It is your life. Because you designed it that way. You're doing what you love to do. It's like when you're at work... You hate it. You dread it. When you're at home, what do you go do? You go play video games. You go watch football. You do the things that you love. When you love what you do, that's life. That's not work. 100%. So there is no work-life balance. It's life-life. Yo, run that back again? That was too much for me, bro. There I is mean, no work-life balance in this, man. It's life-life. What was the design? As a matter of fact, I'm going to make t-shirts that say that. I just came up with that. Life-life. Right here on episode one <laughs> of life, the Barber Session. Life-life balance. <laughs> I love and, it. I mean, th- think about it, man. So, uh, listen, I admire you. Go with it. Because while everybody else is miserable, punching that clock, doing that 9 to 5, and I don't knock it, but I do knock the people who hate on the ones who are chasing their dreams. Because they think what they're doing is right and nothing else is. It's ridiculous. I agree. Devin, you chase your dreams, bro. Go chase do what dreams. you do. That barber life, baby. Go, go do what you it. do. Barber love, barber life. Yes, don't sir. let anybody tell you that you can't do nothing. Of course. So, uh. Does that cover that question? That covers it. I, Devin, I, I hope that, that helps you out, man. You help me out. You you help put a fire under my butt, man, and, and and really motivate me to really just go after this even more. Thank you. All right.
So, you want to get started? I think we can get started on that. Note. I, I think I on thought we note? got started. I thought so. <laughs> I mean, kind of shut the party down on that one. Yeah, life, man. So life. I want y'all to li- just yeah. life, life. Think about that, man. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you a question. That's good. And then I'm gonna listen to your answer, and then you're gonna ask me the same question. Yeah. Why did you choose barbering? Why did I choose barbering? I wish I had a cool story like Jesse Lima does. He got he got a great story. Well, his story is phenomenal, man. If you haven't heard it, buy the man's DVD. It's phenomenal. Barbering changed his life as yeah. well of as well as all of ours. It did. Mine, I didn't know it was going to. You know, my um, my mother did hair. She did hair. She uh, she cut my hair most of my life, and um, never even thought about it being my profession. I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to be a hooper. I thought I'd be able to play overseas one day. And I got to the next level. I got to the collegiate level. And it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. It was I didn't like it. I didn't love it anymore. It became a job. In every practice, I remember the coach always saying, earn your scholarship. Earn your scholarship. And, you know, I don't want to make this story long, but that didn't make it fun anymore. So I came back home, and uh, I was going to go. My plan was to go play basketball for ACC. The problem was that they wanted to charge me out-of-state tuition because I came from a school in Kansas. I was there for a year. So I was like, yo, in the meantime, barber school is only 10 months, 12 months. I'm going to go to barber school. I'm going to knock it out in that year. So I got a flexible, you know, a flexible hustle that I could go to school full-time, hoop, and still make money because in Kansas I was broke. I couldn't have a job. But when you got something flexible, you could work. Little do you know, I'm working at Arby's, man. And I hustled at Arby's. I was I there for that. a year, too. In that one year, that one break in between Kansas and going to ACC, I became, I, I went from the dishwasher, bro, to the general manager of the store. GM, ladies and gentlemen. And at was, what, how old were you? I think I was like 22, 21 years old at the time. I was like 21 wow. years old. I was the youngest GM in, 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 you know, in that company. Uh, the franchise, I should say. But I did that, and, you know, I hated That made me hate the corporate world. It wasn't fair, in my opinion. You work your ass off, and you don't get the returns, right? Um, then I, I, then I, um, I remember I, I took, a, I took a, the motion from GM to uh, assistant manager. That way I could work part-time. I was only part-time one. And I remember that first day I walked into the shop. It wasn't a crazy amount of money, but I think I made like 200 bucks. And one day I'm like, Whoa. I remember telling you, I don't even know why you're working part-time at Arby's. You're wasting your time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that one day when I got that $200, I was like, yo, I did this in one day as a barber? Could you imagine if I do this shit full-time? So I did it. I, I, I stayed at Arby's. I gave my two weeks notice, hated it because I wanted to be in the shop. And ever since that, man, it's just been... It's been, it's been I thank God, man, that I even had the idea. I, I never cut hair before before barber school. You know, I would line myself up every now and then, but I wasn't no barber before that. So I look. I think I got lucky, man. I think God blessed me with that. That's what's up. That's why That's I became a barber. What about you, bro? <laughs> you have an amazing story. Please tell me you got an amazing story. No, I probably man. put these people to sleep. My stories. <laughs> <laughs> My story is not amazing either. And it's funny because there's a lot of parallels in our story. 
why did I become a barber? Those of you that know me know that I've been employed by UPS. I'm going on my 10th year next month. Mm. 10 years, UPS. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to go to UPS. <clears throat> or, I, I, you know, I wanted to find a job that w- would allow me the flexibility. That's why mm. I said our stories have a lot of parallels. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, but backtracking before that, I, I sold insurance for seven years, and I have a business background. I own, I own an insurance agency with my parents. So I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be behind a desk for the rest of my life. I hated it. So I decided to go to the UPS. Well, when you go to UPS, if you know or you don't know, now you will, it's all seniority-based. So you don't just walk in and become a driver making $90,000 a year. You have to work at the company for a long time. You have to put your time in. So I was working part-time at UPS, waking up at 3 a.m., going in, breaking my back, 3 a.m. to 9 a.m., and I was only getting about 180 bucks a week. So I needed to find something that would allow me the flexibility to make extra money on the side until driving full-time became available. So <clears throat> I was talking to an old friend of mine from school. He had become a barber. He told me, man, you should come to the barbershop and just hang out. And uh, it was one of those things. I'm, 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 we're very similar, Chris, that when we put our mind to something, we just go. We know one gear, one direction, and just go. And he said, you should do this. I said, nah, there's no way, man. And, you know, and like you said in the beginning, I don't have a cool story. I'm not a third-generation barber. Yeah. I, have, I, I, I can honestly say that I don't know one person, at least your mom did hair. I don't know yeah. one person in my entire family on both sides that does hair, women or barbering. I don't know one person. So in speaking to my friend and, you know, I, I saw there was a lot of flexibility, I decided to go to barber school. I signed up the next week. And I finished school in a year, and I started working at a barbershop. It's phenomenal. Life-changing. Like you said, it, I just kind of lucked out into it, and I haven't looked back since. So, I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if any of the listeners really know what you've accomplished so far in this industry. And I, I remember working next to you at somebody else's shop and being miserable in there because... We just weren't treated. We just weren't treated right. And I, I, I appreciate that part of the process. And the reason why I appreciate it is because it made us who we are today. It really did. It was our, even though it was a negative story, it was our motivation for where we are today. Exactly. And it wasn't all negative. I mean, we have new mentors that we work next to that have been in the industry for a long time that showed us a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, showed us how to share and that yeah. we can all eat and yeah. we don't have to be like what, what you give out you receive exactly but to be where you are today you you own about to be four barbershops collectively, collectively along with you it's not yeah. just me yeah it's a team effort of course but shout out to danny shout out to danny um and, you know, we have a whole lot of things in store, a whole lot of things that we're ready to do and launch. Um, I can't wait to do it. But to see you grow from there, from just being the part-time UPS guy, you know, from being the guy who used to drive that that little Integra. Nothing wrong with my Integra, man. My Integra <laughs> made 400 horsepower, dog. But from, from all that to being the family man you are today, to owning the four barbershops, 
going to be four barbershops and just having the success that you've had um in this industry and i i, I thought it was, it was important because not all the listeners really know you know who christian perez is you can follow him on instagram on headlines of bust this guy right here he's he's been my motivator man he's been the guy that's put a you know kicked me in the button but like let's go go and uh that's why I thought people needed to know. I remember when you didn't want to do a YouTube channel. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to ask you, why open a shop? Why'd you do it? What, made, what motivated you to even think of the idea of opening a shop? Because a lot of people, they don't want that headache. The idea of opening up headlines really didn't start out like most people. Most people open up a shop, a business or, or a shop to make money, right? That's what, you know, you open up a shop to make money. Yeah. Or a business. Yeah. That wasn't the concept for me. I just wanted somewhere that I can work and have peace of mind. I wanted somewhere that me and you can work and others can work and just enjoy coming to work. That was the whole purpose of becoming a barber. Yeah. I wanted to enjoy coming to work. So headlines was conceived in the lunchroom of a barbershop that me and you worked at. Literally. Yeah, I remember. I, I just I remember just wanting to have somewhere fun to work. Somewhere that I like to work. And that sounds kind of like childish, like fun to work. I don't mean fun like Chuck E. Cheese fun. I mean like, <laughs> you know, you enjoy coming to work. You know what I mean, Chris? Of course. I mean, I, I wanted to be able to build a website or an app that takes online appointments without having to worry about the owner getting rid of me. Agreed, but we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on that. No, but that's the point of of fun. headlines, and that's, that's the point, the point fun, of yeah. headlines. It's it's a, entrepreneurship. It's a, platform. it's a platform for true entrepreneurs. The opportunity is there. Exactly, and that's fun. Exactly, one hundred percent. I don't want no ceilings. So literally. In the lunchroom of this barber of this barber shop, that's where Headlines was born. As a matter of fact, some people, in case you know or you want to know how the name of Headlines came up, <laughs> that's funny. We eat lunch in this lunchroom, and uh, Drake Headlines came on. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> like, you like this? Th- this song is dope. Mm-hmm. This song is dope, Basio. What's the name of the song? You know, headlines. Instantaneously, we both looked up at each other, eyes like saucers. Like, mm-hmm. yo, that's the name. Yeah. And if I show you some of my early stuff, what was? Because <laughs> you had, you had, you already had art for it. Oh everything. man. What was it? What was I'm the name so of the glad. Do I really have to? You have to. You gotta I, tell the. Do people. I really? What was the name of the shop originally? NFL. Be? Oh my god. National Fade League. This is how much this guy likes the NFL. I'm obsessed. I have an illness. Season. Some of you listeners out there understand my illness. The season NFL is an addiction. How, how long have you been a season ticket holder? Eight years. Nine years. Jesus. Nine years season ticket holder <laughs> for, for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what he meant by he wanted to have fun. <laughs> he wanted not to cut hair, play Madden all day in the shop, call the shop the NFL, <laughs> National <laughs> Fade League, but then Drake saved us all. Drake. Thank you, Drake. Appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate you. So that's how the idea of headlines was born. And then, and then when we opened, <clears throat> like everything, you evolve. Yeah. You know. And then, and then it became something like, okay, do we really? You know, obviously, it was it was making money. You hit a goal, and your goals get bigger along the way. Exactly. 
Exactly. But w- like I said, when we opened, the idea wasn't to make money. We made money, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And then, you know, we had what, you know, you, you, you can call, I guess, the sit down. Mm-hmm. The trio, we sat down and we, and we, made, we had a discussion. What do we want to do with this? Do we really want to, like, you know, fully monetize this? Do we want to go? Do we want to swing for the fences? What are we trying to do? Are we trying to just have a cool place to work? Or do we want to create a legacy? And real quick, I just want to touch on that. It wasn't easy to make this a cool place to work. No. We had to build the shop. Can you kind of touch on the journey, the process? Oh, man. (laughs) The sleepless nights. (laughs) Sleepless nights and just really interjecting that attitude, that mindset into all of the barbers was not easy really hammering it home that we could all eat and there's no sense in fighting mm-hmm. we're just one big family here was you, hard you can see a, le- a level of uh i don't know if this is even a word desperateness <laughs> yeah it's like it, really it got to a point where barbers were desperate man it was N- never here but you know it it was scary yeah. And it was scary the first few days. No, let's talk about the first day. The first day. The very first day, bro. The lights we, cut off. We turn key, open up. I mean, I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm shaking. Basio's cutting one of his first clients. Mm-hmm. It starts raining. Yeah. And it must be true, I guess, for opening barbershops as well as weddings because they say if it rains on your wedding day, it's good luck. It started raining, and the power cut off, guys. I'm talking douche. My client had, I just balded my client out. Balled all the way around. He had to call out of work. Had to call out of work. Lights went out. Power went out for six hours. You want to talk about being nervous. Yeah. That's when we looked at each other and we're like, "Uh uh-oh. What do we get ourselves into? What do we do? What did we just do? We started thinking that our doubters were right yep. for a second there. So after the sit down, we decided, you know, that we were just going to go for it and, and create a legacy. So what's the ultimate goal for you and Barbara, man? You say create a legacy. What, what does that mean? I want to change the game. I want to change the game forever. I want the name headlines to be known by everybody. I mean, Supercuts is known by everybody. Sports Clips. Sports Clips is known by everybody. Let me ask you a question, Chris, because it's hilarious to me when customers tell me our prices are too high. How much does Sports Clips charge for a haircut? They start for a basic cut, $18. Basic. Now, if you want a a haircut, you want your hair shampooed, and I think it's like a back rub, I think it, it was like $26. Do they use a straight razor? No straight razor. So they advertise that they do a neck shave, but they don't use a straight razor. It's an electric shaver yeah. type thing. Okay. Yeah. So if every back to the point, if everybody knows the name Sports Clips, why can't I, going back to Devin and his dreams and his goals, why can't that be my goal? I want the name Headlines to be everywhere. I want everyone to know. Who headlines is, and the only difference between between us and sports clips is that we have real barbers, because there's sports on our TVs all day. Yeah, 
the same thing. No knock on the bar- on barbers that are sports clips. You got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Which, we're talking about the corporation. Yes. Yes. And no knock on the corporation. Hey, that's their lane. We have our lane. They have theirs. I knocked the corporation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I can't be politically correct on this one, man. Listen, I'm all for barbers. Barber love. You know what I'm saying? And I support anything that's started by a barber and, and or for people that support barbers. But when you are somebody who's just there for for the profit you got to do is for the shareholders it's no longer about the industry anymore and when you have sports clips right next to you charging eight dollars for a haircut or not sports clips but great clips you know doing the eight dollar tuesdays or whatever it makes it makes us think people who who are students of of this of this profession that we got to do the same thing to compete yeah and i we've never ever done discounts not once I don't believe in discounts We've never done it I've given away a free haircut Before I do a discount I would do a free haircut Before a discount We, we did it two weeks ago We went to Crunch Fitness Remember? Yeah Shout out to Crunch Thank you Crunch Fitness Appreciate it We gave away free haircuts Set up a table Aspiring barbers out there mm-hmm. or, or or existing barbers And we locked in a few of those people they, they, They've they come to the barber I saw one. I saw one yesterday But they didn't come back Expecting a discount no, they did not. They, they paid full price, right? Yeah, they didn't expect. They didn't come to the shop and say, "Hey, can I get a free haircut?" Now, why don't we believe in discounts, Basio? Because I mean, we've dealt with it. I've dealt with it, and my experience—I don't know what you, you know yours, or if you want to elaborate on it—but my experience is, the people that come for discounts are discount chasers. Definitely. I don't want those people as You'll my clients. You never see them again. They come in, they get a haircut, they're out. You never see them again. They're going to chase the next discount. The next deal. So I don't believe in discounts. Period. Yeah, completely agree. We actually got that from Jesse. Hey, Jesse, what do you think we should do for grand opening? Should we discount haircuts? No. Do it for free <laughs> before you discount it. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. That's the exact, that's the exact um, attitude that you have to have, man. It's, stop being cutthroat, man. Help, help, your, help your peers, man. Help, help the people in your industry. And by doing that, you're just going to grow the industry, man. And thank God for that because what if we would have done the discounted haircuts? Oh, my God. We would have gotten flooded the first week, and then after that, poof. It might have it ruined our entire business case. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, we've never done a discounted haircut. Everyone, We're not in a place where barbershops don't do discounted haircuts. All of them do it. Most of them do. But we're still doing okay. So I don't think, think that because you're slow, it's because you're not doing discounted haircuts. It's because you got to dig a little deeper. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing everything I should be doing? Am I giving it, it all or am I just waiting for it to happen? So, Chris. Yes, sir. What's your ultimate goal in barbering? I just want to be, I just want to. It's tough, man. I've never been a me person. I've always, I've always been the person that I, if I'm going to bar bar, I want my team to come come with me. You know, it, I've been the, I've always been the person that, and I know I shouldn't be this way, but I tried to get the the horse to drink the water. I'll lead him to the water, and if he don't want to drink it, I'll still try, until all of a sudden he's ignoring my phone calls, and he ain't he ain't answering my texts anymore. Because I just, I just, 
it's hard when you when when you envision things and people don't see the same thing sometimes right so my goal is just to create the content to where it's there for the person who wants it who wants to drink the water i want to influence i want my message heard and it's it's not a money thing it's 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 a lifestyle thing you know and i know with money it creates lifestyle but is lonely at the top by yourself. And I just want to create the platform that's going to set a foundation for the person that wants to become that guy. That barber that that people look at and respect. That barber that, you know, Devin can say, hey, mom, dad, hey, whoever's hating on me. Look at this guy. That's who I'm going to be. And they're going to know who that guy is. Because a hairstylist says I want to be Paul Mitchell, nobody's gonna laugh. Nope. You know, some a, a lady at a salon charges. My wife just got her haircut today. The lady charged her one hundred and twenty-five dollars just for the haircut. Just for haircut. Not color. No color. Nothing else. Just the haircut. She didn't walk in there and say, "Oh damn, down the street they charging twenty. Or oh damn, this ain't worth twenty. I mean, this ain't worth 125 My wife walked in there excited, happy to pay the money because it gave her the value. It was valuable. It was worth the 125 And until us barbers give that value to the clients, to the marketplace, we'll never be able to charge those prices. No. The marketplace has to value. Expensive is not expensive. See, in this industry, $20 is expensive. When, what? $20 in this industry is expensive because Joe down the street is charging $5. Why is Joe charging $5? Because he thinks he has to. He thinks he has to to be able to compete in this marketplace. See, if we all unite, if we all were on the same page, how powerful can that be? It's pretty cool, man, what my, what my wife's um, hair school is doing. It's called Summit. And everyone who graduates from this school... They have like quarterly meetings or monthly meetings inside that school. It's like a big boardroom. It's crazy, and they have gen. They have like you know, uh, that uh, a whole bunch of you know styles that graduated from that school that went on to open up schools or or hair salons and stuff like that. And they meet in this boardroom. They get together collectively, and they actually have a system in place. And even though it, it might be Myra's uh, hair salon and Vicky's hair salon, it's all the same system. It's all the same. It's like, yo, we respect each other's grind. We're not going to undercut each other's prices. We're going to all be professional. And because of that, that unity, they're upping the bar, the standard. They're, they're, they're demanding that respect for, for their profession, right? So until we start doing that, people are always going to look at us sideways for charging $20 for a cut. I agree. I and agree 100%. And let me tell you something, guys. Just because you're charging a, a more doesn't mean people you're not you're gonna be slow. I charge a little bit more than my marketplace, but I'm I'm booked. What happened when you raised your prices? I got busier. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got busier, and it was the way that I did it. And you know, the way that I did it was, you know, I I'm not gonna say how I di- how I did it just yet, but the way that I did it pretty much it it kind of put a fire in all my customers. But that like, okay, you know, this guy, you know, I got a little comfortable. 
he's seeing he's getting busier he's you know if i want to stay in line with this guy if i if i want to continue to get my haircut by him he just motivated me to you know what i mean yeah and um price isn't an issue because the value is there so so yeah my my ultimate goal is just to influence man and make a change and and do my part in uh do my part in in growing this industry so with that i mean chris what i want to ask you a question man what 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 played the biggest part in your success so far like what was it was it an attribute what is it was it a person was a was it a moment it was a little bit of everything but if i can put my finger on one thing as my boy Basio cracks open a cold one. Nothing wrong with that. This is a 21 and up show. Oh, hold on real quick. You know, I just got an idea. What's that? Let's let's have a craft beer every time we do this. Um, that's dope. We can review it. All right. We're not doing craft right now because we're kind of watching our figures. Yeah, there's a competition going on. Yeah. How, how, how are you going in competition, by the way? I'm doing terrible, man. So am I. I'm, I'm eating good. I gave I, up. I'm eating good. I'm just not hitting the gym like I should. I'm just going to donate the 150 <laughs> and I'm, I'm just done. All right. So... Tonight we're drinking Michelob Ultra. 95 because, calories. Because it only has 95 calories. 26 carbs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not one thing. It, it's it's a, a lot of different things that I can attribute my success to. And if, if, I had to, if I had to boil it down to one thing, it would be my team. The people that I've, that I've surrounded myself with. Daniel. You are barbers. Our barbers are, I mean, they're what motivate me. They keep me going. I got to make sure the chairs are spinning. So <clears throat> it, it, it's, it's just collectively, it's, it's everybody, man. Everybody. You, your YouTube channel, Danny. That, that's what I can attribute my success to. Is that, and, and we say it all the time is that to surround yourself by like-minded people. Surround yourself by successful people, and you too will be successful. So that's that's what I can attribute my success to. That's dope, man. What about you? A lot of these questions I've never I've never really thought about. I've never really like I've never been asked. First off, and I, I love the idea of this podcast because it gives us an opportunity to really talk about things that we don't talk about in the barbershop because it's just not a topic. It's just not a topic in the shop, and even. And even after hours, people don't, you know, people don't like to talk about these things. But I guess now that I've thought about it, it's appreciating the process. It's appreciating the journey. It's understanding that everything is going to make you, everything that happens to you, there's, it's, there's a reason why it happens, man. There's a, it, you got to take it, you got to take it for what it is and you got to learn from it. And you know, you, you'll have some negative people in your life. You'll have some positive people in your life. But they're all there for a reason. And you learn from those people. And s- sometimes it might take you longer to, to realize it. Like, yo, Chris has been telling me since, since what, four or five years ago? Since before we opened up the barbershops, bro. Yeah. Chris, you got you to gotta start making videos. Chris, you got you to gotta compete in these barber battles. And I, I just didn't, I didn't see. I didn't have that vision yet. I didn't have it in me yet. And that's why I believe that 
That's why I try to force people to drink the water. Because it worked on me. And, you know, I got to thank you. I got to thank Danny. I got to thank my wife. And, you know, all the people in my, the positive people in my life who forced me to drink the water. Because four or five years later, I finally get it, man. I see it. How many how many subs now? It's about to be 37,000, man. And That's crazy. In like 10 months. That's crazy. And it's funny how it happened. My, I bought my wife a camera. She was gonna start. She was started doing photography and stuff, and it started um, started collecting dust. And I was like, I'm so I'm so picky with my money, <laughs> you know, that I'm like I'm I'm gonna use this thing. You picky with money? Yeah. You picky? The cat that bought a year supply of ramen noodle soup at the at the shop because you didn't want to buy lunch. <laughs> and and. Listen, <coughs> I'm not for that, but, you know, that was me along my journey, understand, you know, and I learned from that, but I got lost. Where am I at? I the camera, the camera. Start collecting dust, so you picked okay. it up. So I grabbed that camera, and, you know, I did a, I remember I did a, a video on the skeleton trimmer. That was, that, that was like the fad. That was the trend at the time. Boom, right away it caught like 10,000 views. I'm like, whoa. Like, let me do a haircut tutorial, and I did it in the worst lighted place ever. I did it in my um my father-in-law's house. I remember that video. It looked oh like you were up against God. a wall. Yeah, <laughs> up against the wall. It was horrible. <laughs> but yo, that video got eight, eighty thousand views in a few months. I'm like, whoa! That's when I decided to go with it. To go with it, and that's when I started drinking the water, and I started dropping a video every week. And before you know it, the channel starts starts doing well, and and people start reaching out to me and 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 I start realizing man that this is the this is it. You started affecting lives. Yeah, this is it. This is this is my calling, man. But right right, you know, right off top what comes to mind is is the people, the positive people. And when you when when you're down, you have somebody to talk to. When you're up, you got people to celebrate with. And we celebrate. Celebrate, man. And and one of the big the biggest moments for me this year was I had no idea, bro. I thought I was going to um top golf just to um just on like a double date thing out of nowhere. And when I get there I swear I had no idea. There's my team. Like thirty, forty people, yo. Throw me a surprise birthday party. That's what we do. We're a family. At, at that moment, though, it, it it made me appreciate the people in my life. And there was there was a time, man, when when life was was lonely. But now, God, I'm blessed. Bars, and and the the level of success that I've reached happened because of the people. Don't be selfish. Don't do this on your own. If you have something, put people on. If you have, if you have dreams and you have a way to get there, there are people who have the same dreams. Put people on. It's not so much how big of a piece you get, but it's it's more how how big of a pie you can create, so that you can put people on, man. And I've said this before. I don't want to go to Bora Bora by myself. 
<laughs> That's real. You know. I want I, my whole team to go to Bora Bora. So Are we planning a headlines cruise? Let's do a headlines cruise, man. We're planning that, right? Let's do headlines what are we cruise. Doing? We, we got tw- we got what, wait, 20, 24 barbers now? What are we doing? We should have been. 20, that, that's 40 that's 48 people with spouses. The, I mean, I got to I mean, we'll close kids. down a ship. I got to bring my kids, bro. You know the kids clubs on on those things are dope. You'll never what? you won't see your kid. You won't see your kid the whole t- the whole cruise. Yo, we got to do it, man. But listen, I guess that's it. We could wrap it up. Nah, hold up, man. One more question to ask. What's that? What's your favorite cut to do? Mm. What has been the most popular one so far? I didn't say popular. Your favorite. I'm going to get there. The most popular one so far has been a low fade. I've been doing that, I feel like, every cut. <laughs> but my favorite And that's the one fade. of the finicky haircuts to do. Yeah, but my favorite fade all time. And it will be, it will last the test of time don't steal mine is the bald fade you stole it dark on top like super down to the white meat skin on the sides with a with a nice full beard with a nice line on there groomed and just you're describing my haircut blurry got a blurry that's blurry it that's my favorite haircut Okay, since you stole mine, my second close first haircut to do would have to be a skin tight faux hawk. Skin tight faux hawk. There was a time. I get down with shears. There was was a time there where we did faux hawks every other cut. Every other cut. (laughs) I love doing that cut. Yeah. I love giving my son that cut. That's that's close to the the two on top, two and a half with a skin tight fade. Well, you know, twos are different for everybody. You know, a two on me would look kind of crazy. I'm thinning. Yeah, a little bit. You're younger I, than me. You too, know, I get like a that. five on top. A five, but right down the middle though. Don't mess with the sides. Yeah. Don't mess with the corners. Don't tell my people. Don't tell the people my secrets, bro. <laughs> hey, listen. I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. This is one of many. We're gonna do this every week. And uh, we're going to look for somebody to um, get on the show with us. Big name next week? Big name? Big name next week? Maybe. Maybe. Are we dropping a teaser? It's gonna be, let's just say, make sure. You download next week. Yeah. You listen. I mean, I, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Definitely follow the channel. Rate it. Give us five-star comments, feedback, any questions you and guys share have. share it. If you appreciate this message, if, if you are, if you understand the vision, if you understand what we're talking about, and you can, and I mean, I know we can relate to a lot of you guys, man. Share this. Let's share this. I agree. 100%. But Chris, before we sign off, because you know I'm the... I'm the the sports guy. I'm the one that always has to throw the sports into please it. Please don't let me let me say something. I'm not talking about the Bucks, bro. No, no, no. But please don't say. I got I got killed all week for this. Don't. I didn't think he got robbed. You didn't think he got robbed. I didn't think he got robbed. I watched the dunk contest. Chris, like four come times. on, Chris. Listen. Stop. No, no. The, wait. You not. You're gonna let me talk. Now. I'm gonna get a lot of slack. Listen. For this. The one. We're talking about that. We're referring to the dunk contest, people, by the way. Probably the best dunk contest that I've seen since 
Vince Carter? Vince Carter versus uh, Steve Francis. Yeah. I mean, this dude from Orlando, bro, <laughs> was just he was on another Not level. Orlando. The yeah, Orlando Magic. Orlando, Orlando yeah, Magic, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Eric Gordon. Yeah. That dude, Bazio. I'm not disagreeing with you that all of Levine's dunks were phenomenal, crazy, ridiculous showcase of athleticism. But that dunk that he did best over the mascot. The best dunk of the night. Be to underneath both his legs. Best dunk of the night. Was probably the best dunk I've seen since Vince Carter. Yeah. That should have ended it. I definitely agree. Levine's dunk was a 45, but it was not a 50 after that dunk. It should have been over right there. The dunk after that, wasn't it? It was the windmill from the free throw line, bro. Yeah, no, it was insane. That's a 50. Listen, if the point system was 100, then yeah, the dunk contest would have been over. But they both did 50 dunks. So I yeah, agree. it should have went overtime. The dunk, that you, the last dunk that your boy Eric, uh, Gordon did was not as good as Levine's, and that's why he lost. It wasn't, but but people are underestimating the difficulty of that dunk. He tomahawked and then came between both legs. Which is, com- I yeah. mean. <laughs> but my man my man did through the, through the legs from a step over the free throw line. That's a 50, bro. Yeah, no, that, that was a wrap. I give you that 100% so when Levine did when you look the at legs. It, when you look at it this way, they, they on all those rounds, they both deserve the 50s, right? Yes, it, Gordon had the best dunk of the night, but that's not what it's about. It's about cumulative points until overtime, and then it's ma- then it's match head to head. So he didn't get robbed. All right. All right. So wait a second. All right, are you saying he didn't get robbed? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> gonna agree with you, but uh, I've learned to pick my battles with Basio. It's late. He's not gonna lose. I have my opinion. He has his. The let, point, the let point us of bringing this up, opinion is yeah, well. please, please. The point of the, the bringing this up was it was the best dunk contest I've seen since Vince Carter and Steve Francis. I mean, my my, I was blown. I was, I didn't know what yeah. to do with and myself. What was funny <laughs> is that they kept saying during the three point contest that they should make it. A th- they should move the it highlight because that's the highlight. The highlight. That's not. Hell, bro, that was crazy, boss, boss, what, boss. I haven't had a dunk contest make me. And I know a lot of you out there know what I'm talking about. I want Jump up off my couch. I want the rematch. I want the rematch. It is, no, it's going down next year. I feel like it's like boxing. Like we want the rematch. I want the rematch. Give me the rematch. But I know a lot of you out there know what I'm talking about. I know you I know you know what I'm talking about. I haven't had something make me jump out of my seat and literally have me jumping up and down. NBA, if you're listening. Just kidding. They ain't listening. <laughs> <laughs> we want the rematch. But listen. Subscribe, like, share, give us some feedback. Let us know if you want us to change up the format. And, uh, you know, let's just let's just make this big, and, and we'll keep providing this, content this, for you guys. This, it's all about Barbara Love. This podcast isn't just for, for me or for Chris or for my YouTube channel or for headlines. This podcast is for the industry. Like, we're not just, we're going to have barbers, you know, respect, respected barbers. Barbers that reflect what this industry should be we're gonna have them on the show this is our platform this is our voice so spread the message when you got a good message spread it signing out from headline studios the barber session baby